Buenos dias. Welcome to the People Power Everything podcast. I am your host, John Dallas, and I believe that there is power in the masses. The goal of this podcast is to talk about that power, how we can help it manifest itself for all of us, and some lessons I've learned along the way. Hi there, and welcome, dear listener. This week, I had a conversation, a really great conversation, and nod of thanks to Marie-Claude for that, about smarts. How some of us are book smart and others emotion smart, uh, all sorts of smarts. And we started wondering, can those types of intelligence be developed? Or is it just something we're born with and that we can't really do much with? In order to try to answer the question, we talked about different types, our own experiences and what things we were both trying to do to be better. It turned into some great self-exploration and debate that left me with the desire to explore more. So here that is. This is the result of that exploration so far. I'm quite a ways from done, I think, but it gave me, and I hope you, through this short podcast, some ways to think about it and work on improvements in different types of possible intelligences, which is a weird word to say, because personally... I grew up with the notion that there's just one type of intelligence, the one that can be measured through IQ tests or Mensa memberships, which I toyed around with in my 20s, but I never really did an official test, so my score is officially unknown. Mom and school grades gave me the confidence that I am smart, and I've always kept that feeling. But it's been tempered, and it's grown a lot more complex through the years. How, you ask? Few ways. First, and very important to me, mom taught us that nobody is stupid. Stupid was and still is a four-letter word that we don't use in our house. If you really, really, really want to see me get upset, call me stupid and see how well it goes. People might be uninterested, not have had the opportunity to learn, have challenges, ADHD, for example, dyslexia, or they're just ignorant in the proper sense of the term, meaning they just don't know what they don't know. Any one of these, or a combination, could go against someone being intelligent, in quotes, in the IQ or school grades sense of the term, which seemed so important to me at the time, but it certainly lost its luster over time. It reminds me of a saying that goes, what do you call the guy who graduates last in his class from medical school? And the answer is doctor, just like any other doctor. He graduated. He did enough. So if there's no stupid people, are there smart people? Socrates is quoted as saying, I know that I know nothing. And given that, he was considered by the Oracle of Delphi to be the wisest of people. I have to say that the more I learn and study and read and figure things out, the more I realize I know very little about many, many things. I know a lot about a few things, but most things I'm completely ignorant. And that's more than okay. It's humbling. And it gives me space to make mistakes to learn, to try again, to not feel bad about it. And I think something important for me that I have a hard time doing sometimes 
asking for help. My experience at work has been a gift to me in that I ended up taking jobs that I had no idea what was done within the group or how it was done. And my job as a leader or a coordinator or a whatever they called me, it was just to make sure things got done and to take roadblocks out of the way and to bring people together. And it's something that gave me the gift of being able to say, I don't know how you do that. Please show me. And I can't do your job. I can't be your person to tell you exactly what to do day to day. And that served me in giving my people the autonomy to do what they need to. And I and the fact that I have to listen to their opinions and um, the way they think we should do things. It's given me that habit. And even if I think I know better, it doesn't matter. I need to ask anyway. It's just a habit now. So I know that I won't ever have the same type of intelligence as a master craftsman who builds things. And I'm okay with that. I'm mostly okay with that. (laughs) It's an intelligence that I just haven't developed. I know I could have if I was given the time and support, but I didn't. And I enjoy doing what I do uh, every weekend, researching these articles and writing them up and talking about them and exploring the technology. I like doing that. So as I've gone through life, I've learned that there there are many ways to think about intelligence. And lots of people talk about this. But being someone who likes to have a scientific support for what I'm thinking about, I went looking and quickly found the theory of multiple intelligences uh, led by Howard Gardner. It's something from, uh, I believe it's 1983. And he sums it up that there are nine different types of intelligences and they can be developed, but some people are more, um, uh, tend to be, to have an easier time at these things. And the first one, you'll see that maybe I'm not that strong and I need to practice more. (laughs) The first one is verbal linguistic intelligence. So well-developed verbal skills and sensitivity to the sounds, meanings, and rhythms of words. That's actually pretty beautiful. Um, And maybe that means I do have a high intelligence there after all. Um, The second, logical mathematical intelligence. So the ability to think conceptually and abstractly and the capacity to discern logical and numerical patterns. So so think about if you're a data scientist, you're probably good at that. You know, were you good at math at school? Just because you weren't good at math at school doesn't mean you don't have that intelligence because you might and you just didn't like the classes. So be nice to yourself. The next one, number three, is spatial and visual intelligence. So you can think in images and pictures. You can visualize accurately and abstractly. The fourth, bodily kinesthetic intelligence. So the ability to control one's body movements and to handle objects skillfully. Think about people who play sports, who have good hand-eye coordination. And we'll talk about more how we can develop these later. So uh, you'll get some ideas there too. The fifth, musical intelligence. The ability to produce and appreciate rhythm, pitch, timber. So you may have heard some people have perfect pitch, their ability to recognize a note and reproduce it. And if it's not right, they recognize it right away. There, there are people in the world like that. And 
there, there was a story actually it reminds me of of um it was called I think Saturday night Seder. Um, it was a Jewish holiday celebration. With, follow me here. I'm going somewhere with this. Um, put together, and they brought in Josh Groban. Josh Groban's a singer, and he was. They had him. They wrote him a song, and it was a funny song, and he sang it, and he went off to to record it, and sent the recording back to the engineer, and the engineer called up. The producer and said we have a problem and he says what what's the problem so he says josh recorded the the music and it, it's it looks like it's been engineered it's it's just it's perfect and it's literally josh groban had sang something perfectly and the engineer was just floored and they actually had to go back and say okay uh mess it up a bit because it doesn't sound human it, it's too perfect um, that's the, the quality of somebody who has very, very high musical intelligence. Number six, interpersonal intelligence. So capacity to detect and respond appropriately to the moods, motivation, and desires of others. Think about empathy. And that's one where I do have to develop. I, I think it can be developed. Some people have a much easier time uh, picking up on signals, for example. It's one that I'm weaker at, for sure. And then intrapersonal which sounds like interpersonal, but it's more self-awareness in tune with inner feelings, values, beliefs, and thinking processes. That's where I think I do shine, where I think about myself and I feel things and I work through them and identify the words. And it's something that I have a capacity to do, a great capacity to do. Eighth is naturalist intelligence. So recognize and categorize plants, animals, other objects in nature, which is something that I'm not good at, but then I didn't really grow up in nature. Um, we had a family cottage, so I didn't go camping. I don't really like it all that much. So I enjoy being outdoors, but sleeping, I don't know, maybe I just haven't had the experience to enjoy it, but it's not something that for me is easy to do, like identifying trees. Well, you know, I can tell you whether it's an evergreen or uh, I think the other word is deciduous. So uh, leafy trees, I can do that, but not a heck of a lot more. And then last is existential intelligence. So uh, sensitivity and capacity to tackle deep questions, deep questions of human existence. So what's the meaning of life? Why do we die? How did we get here? You know, to think about that in a way, personally, when I start thinking in that way, um, I, I can, but at one point it freaks me out and I just stop and I don't want to think about that anymore. So, wow, that's a lot. Um, and a warning right off the bat that uh, all this is not the same as what certain people call learning styles, where there's a myth out there that certain people learn better, better with visuals, sounds, and actions. That's been largely disproven by science. Uh, they don't actually exist. But a combination of te teaching types will improve retention. So if you explain things a different way, uh, and you do it in a way that somebody's responsive to, then they'll learn better. Um, but that doesn't mean there's learning styles. So this is uh, different from that. Personally, I like the idea that there's different ways to think about intelligence. It implies high intelligence in a much broader swath of the population, that people can be smart 
even if they have no interest in reading or academics or science, they can still be super, super smart. I would absolutely love it if more people liked doing the kind of research I do, but I'm also thankful that not many people do because that way I can be of value and it's something that I can share out there. So for me, it might be a good thing that most people don't like doing this um, and would rather just either listen to me or read my short articles. So what can you do to become more intelligent in the multiverse of intelligences? Here are some tips. So improving Gardner's multiple intelligence involves engages in engaging in activities like this, reading things that stimulate different aspects of the intelligence. So mix it up. Don't go just to one. So for verbal linguistic, read a variety of genres, fiction, nonfiction, poetry, practice writing, engage in debates and discussions to improve your argumentative skills. Arguing is a good thing. Debating is a good thing. Or learn a new language. I mean, I've been using Duolingo for quite a while just to learn Spanish and I like it. I enjoy it. It's fun. Mathematical intelligence, solve puzzles, brain teasers, play strategy games, chess, mathematical problem solving, you know, games online, explore coding, programming. That's a lot of logic. So it exercises that muscle. For spatial visual intelligence, artistic stuff, drawing, painting, sculpting, things I kind of suck at. So, uh, but practice visualizing, recreating scenes from memory, explore photography, videography with your phone. Now you can do a lot of that. Um, for bodily kinesthetic intelligence, play sports, physical activities to improve coordination, practice dance, martial arts to practice the body movement, uh, engage in hands-on activities, crafting, woodworking, the stuff that I didn't learn growing up, but I could, and uh, I think I might like it. I have a cousin who really, really likes it, so maybe I would. Or learn a musical instrument, which is something I'd love to do. Um, and then that feeds into musical intelligence. Uh, listen to diverse music or play the instrument. Create your own music. You know, Experiment with musical composition. You can do all this pretty easily now with the technology. Interpersonal intelligence. So this is one I've been working on, but engage in group activities or team sports to improve social skills. You know, be with people. Volunteer, participate in community projects. Not only that it'll help you with the interpersonal, getting to know people, but at the same time, it'll make you feel good about giving back. Practice active listening. Empathetic communication. I've talked before about nonviolent communication. Practice it. Even if you sound like a robot, it's okay. Practice it. For intrapersonal, practice mindfulness, self-reflection. Take the time to set personal goals, track your progress. Journal. Journal is something that I want to start as well. Uh, journal, but journal in your thoughts, feelings, experiences. What happened? How did it make you feel? Um, develop your vocabulary about those emotions. There's a, a really good book called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And it's all sorts of different emotions explained. Um, that's the easiest way to say it. Then for naturalistic intelligence, spend time in nature, which is actually really good for us, for our happiness and well-being. Start a garden, you know, and engage in outdoor activities, hiking, 
bird watching. There's not enough bird watchers out there. We need more. Learn about botany, biology, zoology, and then learn what those words actually mean. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot out there we can do, even if we're not in a scientific environment. There's books, there's, oh gosh, there's the internet. <laughs> On the internet, there's so much. And then the last one, existential intelligence, the ones that if I talk, think about it too long, it freaks me out. But engage in those philosophical discussions, you know, ponder life's big questions, read literature, attend lectures. There's, there's things going on all the time. And reflect on your values and beliefs, you know, the purpose of your actions. Why are you doing something? What, what makes it purposeful? And consider taking up meditation, practices of self-awareness. They all help. Overall, the key is here is incorporate a variety of activities into the routine and that'll stimulate different intelligence and promote a well-rounded personal development. You know, developing these skills will help not only yourself, but others around you um, and those that you do it with. And if you enjoy doing it, you're going to practice it quite a bit more. Um, there are some you might find that you have absolutely zero interest for and you, you can't keep doing. Um, so, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, some people say, you know, you got to stick with it and you don't quit. Well, sorry, but sometimes quitting is actually the best uh, path because it frees up time to do something else you'd like. In summary, while there's room for development of all these various intelligences throughout life, the extent to which they can be developed will vary among individuals. There's not a lot of science that says, you know, here's what it is and here's exactly how to do it. It's still something that's being developed. And the interplay between genetics, environment, personal effort, it all contributes to the complexity of it. But encouraging a mindset of lifelong learning and providing diverse learning opportunities can foster the development of these different intelligences over time. You practice it, try it, you'll get to sh know the patterns and humans are really good at that, at pattern recognition, but you get to know the patterns, you get used to something and your brain will, um, will build that pattern for you and when something doesn't quite look right, you'll get it. Uh, but it takes time. Um, and personally, I like to read and write about ideas and concepts that I hope will illuminate your view of the world as it does mine. But the fact that I like to do this doesn't mean I'm more intelligent than anyone else. I like doing it and I get pleasure from it. I enjoy reading the research and challenging my understanding of the world and sometimes figuring out that, oh my God, I am so wrong. Um, but that's fun. Knowing that you're wrong means you're learning and you're growing. And I try to make sense of how I can help others feel the same. We should all remember that different people have different motivations and interests. What is super fun for us might not be fun for somebody else, and that's okay. A diverse range of people is super important for our common thriving. We wouldn't be where we are today if everybody had the same ideas and agreed all the time. There would be no problem. So really important to adopt a diverse mindset. It's really what has given, this, given us the ability to survive as humans in a very challenging world. I mean, that's what we are. We're humans. We're people. And as we know, 
people power everything. I hope you enjoyed this longer than usual podcast. Um, it has a lot of content, um, but from one key subject. So uh, I think I'll probably try to develop more. Um, and if I could point you back to a podcast uh, slash article that I put together a few weeks ago called I Am Enough, You Are Enough, I encourage you to go back to that, uh, have a read. I'm actually really proud of that one. And um, it would make me really happy if you saw that you could develop all these intelligences. I personally think they can be, and I'm working damn hard uh, on a few of them that uh, aren't as easy for me. And I hope that shows. Um, but you can give me your feedback. And if you want, just you know, uh, send me a quick note, john at peoplepowereverything.com. I'd be really happy to hear from you. And it would develop more of my uh, interpersonal intelligence. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and week ahead. Love you.